Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Vix, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Vix ya. Right when you think you have it all figured out, you're back at work, you're feeling good, your baby gets the routine, and then you get hit in the face with the don't leave me, mommy, and your emotions are triggered all over again. Our children get older and they become more aware. And guess what? The famous and dreaded mom guilt hits you all over again. How do we tackle these emotions when what worked then isn't working now? We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy. And I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford. And I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Hello, Pamela. Hi. So today we are recording remotely. Karen's at home and I'm here in the studio. I'm at my mom's But house. Thank you. It's very nice. It's actually a very nice setup here because even though it's not my home, it still feels very homey to me and I love it. And my mom's house always smells good and like everything looks perfect and the light hits pretty. It's nice. I love being in my mom's too, but your mom's is like a super mom's house. Like everything smells clean, like it's fresh food being made. It's like a big backyard. I got here this morning and she was reading an actual book. Sorry, clearly I don't see people do this often. She was reading an actual book in the little like wooden vintage table in her kitchen and had like a little thing of like cookies. And the cookies looked so pretty that I was like, wow, mom, where'd you get these cookies? And she looks at me like, excuse me. She's like, I made these cookies. And I was like, well, why do they look so pretty? And she's like, oh, because your dad is like helping me. And he learned how to use this little machine that makes the cookies look so pretty. And I was like, can you guys stop? Can you They're stop so being so cute? Like, stop making cookies. Stop reading books. Stop. <laughs> why, why are you so cute? And she was wearing like a striped shirt. Like, I don't know. I love, 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 love. When I was thinking about the topic, I actually thought of your mom because your mom always tells you Mom guilt never goes away. It never goes away. And I had my doubts like, okay, no, but you know, because I started feeling like I was so far away from that mom guilt feeling that I had at the very beginning. And again, we're going to dig into that today. And why did it come back? How did it come back? Is it better? Is it worse? Like, is it different? But before, let's do our mother's moment of the week. Yes. So my mother's moment of the week is, believe it or not, I know it sounds like it's so early and we're, this is like psychotic behavior, but I am in the process of applying for school for next year. So next fall, 2023, It's not 2024. Early. Yeah, you're good. The applications are open. We're doing the whole process. Today was my first school tour. Did not know what to expect. It was my first one. I think I booked maybe like half an hour to like maybe 45 minutes. Ended up being two and a half hours long. Wait, so this is, you're going to change schools then? Yeah, I'm thinking for next year for pre-K three, maybe changing school to a different school. And the ones that I'm considering, like they kind of talk you into, if you don't get them in earlier in pre-K three, it's going to be harder because the classes get 
you know, the, the yeah. openings, you know, minimizer, they decrease dramatically the older, the more you wait. Yes. So you have more of a probability of getting in if you apply in pre-KT where they open it, you know. Also, specifically when they hit VPK, there's state funding for VPK, which is why it's a lot harder because it's much more competitive since more people can afford VPK because there's state funding regardless of your like income, etc. So no, today was our first open house and it was interesting. First of all, it's very emotional to see how, you know, they're going into this big boy school, like an actual big school where they have like pre-K three all the way to kin to fifth grade. And you walk around the school and you see all the facilities and I just picture Ford walking around through the hallways and he's still a baby in my eyes most of the time. So it was very um you know, it was like a big wake up call. Like, no, he's a big boy. Like next year he's going to a real big boy school. And it was emotional, but it was also exciting to see like, this is like a brand new stage. And I understand why it takes so long and it's so competitive and it's so time consuming because this is a big decision you're making. Like they're going to spend the next eight years of their lives in this school with these, you know, students and these parents. So we're really taking our time making making that decision. Can you explain the competitive part? I don't understand that part. Whatever schools you choose, like if you're choosing one of those schools, there's only, let's say this one that we went to this morning, there's only two classrooms of 16 students each. So you apply and if you don't get in, then, you know, they can't and how open do they, Oh my, that's that. crazy. This is wild. I know it's so funny because part of the process is that they're going to observe for doing a play date. What? I know. <gasps> I know. It's crazy. So, so anyway, so wish me luck. I'm in this Good process. I'm, I am enjoying it. I'm learning a lot about it because, you yes. know, it's By the time you get to college, you'll be like, oh, I got this with my eyes closed. And like, like, let me pull up your pre-K3 application. <laughs> what do you use this? This is your thesis from PK3. <laughs> These are your qualities. These are your strengths and challenges. I'm excited, but it's, you know, it's a lot. And it's going to be a pretty long process until we get, like, the acceptance letter, I guess, if we choose to go that route. But if not, he could always stay in the school and I could think about it next year, right? That's the thing. So he could always stay where he's at right now. And then I could make a decision the following year. Right? Okay, love. Okay, my motherish moment is going to be slightly related to our topic. It's very brief and very direct to the point. But I think I've previously mentioned, you know, we're going through a really rough stage with Victoria. We've got a lot of, like, a lot of moods and a lot of impulsive like behavior. Then this week she said something really mean to me. But they're not tantrums, right? They're just like interaction where she's being like more expressive. I don't know, Pamela. I don't know, but I am at the end of my rope here, like they say, and it's really, really hard. Every day is really, really hard. I guess it's kind of like a tantrum because she like throws herself on the floor. There's kicking, there's screaming. She tries to hit me. Like there's like just explosive behavior, which of course, like you throw yourself down this rabbit hole of like, is it my fault? Like, what am I doing wrong here? Blah, blah, blah. But because she is who she is, which, you know, a person who uses words quite a bit, I was trying to get her to take a shower because it was time to take a shower. She was disgusting. She had been playing in puddles after a storm. She was muddy, whatever. And I'm like, all right, it's time to take a shower. Gotta go get dinner and go to sleep. I didn't say all that. I was just trying to get her to take a shower. And she was fighting me on it. I was digging really deep to be like, instead, because what they say, some of what I read was like, instead of being like, no, you have to do this, like focus on what you can do, right? So I'm like, oh, look, you can, 
wash the window, like wash the glass shower wall, or you can, you know, there's a plastic skeleton hanging in my shower because she gives him a shower. So I'm like, you can wash the skeleton's feet or whatever. Listen, like the things we do, right? And she turns around, she goes, no quiero que seas mi mamá. She doesn't want me to be her mom anymore. And I literally at that point was like, okay, I'm going to walk away right now because I don't deserve that, <laughs> number one. And number two, like, I don't want to have a bad reaction with her. And I'm exhausted at the end of the day. I have no more patience left. I'm like, what the hell? So I walked out, I ended up calling Juan and I was super mad because like he wasn't home yet. And I'm like, I need my lifeline. Like I need my backup, like get over here, whatever. I was just so angry, but like, I felt really crappy and it's so hard to not take these things personally because you're like, you don't know what you're saying, you know? If you had another mom, you would miss me. I know you would, but like, who, who am I to like fight her on this? Because she's just saying things to see if she can get a reaction. And it's just so hard. This is a glimpse of, of what my day-to-day looks like every day after work, every day and every morning. And it's just really hard and I'm just holding on tight and knowing that everything is temporary when it comes to our children and these yes, stages. This too shall pass. But good Lord, it's hard. <laughs> of course. And again, the blessing of having a verbal, expressive young little girl with a independent, strong personality, you know, it, it includes all that. Yes, but, it's a package. But like you said, it's so hard not to go and reason with someone with the toddler. You're like, you're not, you don't know what you're saying. But. Right, because then I'm like, oh my God, yeah. transitioning to the mom guilt conversation, like, I feel terrible. Like, I'm like, is it my fault? What am I doing wrong here? I don't know how to approach this. If only I were more patient. If only I were this. If only I did that instead of this and that and da 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 And then in the end, I'm like, is this even my fault? How am I supposed to know? You know? So there we are. Aloha, mama. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Let's dive into this mom guilt. So, you know, when I first went back to work, we talked about this, and I think everyone kind of gives you the speech, like, hey, you know, it's gonna be hard. You're gonna the mom guilt back then. I think was defined as just feeling guilty about missing, missing anything that your baby was going to do, just missing holding him, missing time with him. I feel like that was mom guilt entitled. Now it has changed completely. Like it looks completely different for me when it comes to thinking of mom guilt. Now every time I leave and 
the, you know, forced her crying. And she's like, mama, no, no. I don't know. I just feel horrible. I feel very like he's going to be, I don't want him angry at me. Right. And then the other day, for example, he was doing something and I, I you know, I screamed at him. Like I kind of said, no, no for Like you cannot do this. Not. Oh, he's, he learned to spit. Okay. Oh, fine. I don't know how. He went from blowing bubbles into somehow figured this out. I don't know if it's like from brushing his teeth so much now because he loves he's into brushing his teeth now. But he can't do that to anybody else, right? Yeah. So I kind of yeah. like reprimanded him really strongly. He started crying, like he got really scared, and then he started going nana, nana, like asking for his nanny. <sighs> And I feel like to punish me, like, I, like it's his way of saying, like, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Like, I don't want you. I don't love you. Like, I'm going to choose someone else. And it melted my heart because it said it, it like put me into this dark hole of wondering and doubting myself. Like, am I not spending enough time with him where he's choosing to be with someone else who he realistically does spend more time with yeah. on a daily basis? So I think that was the whole thing that triggered. And like, again, mom guilt two years ago look completely different because I feel like once you get back into the work routine it kind of becomes like your day to day and you kind of get used to it and it kind of goes away fades away a little bit that type of mom guilt so I think it's important to identify that there's different types of mom guilt yeah and the one I'm talking about is like the one where you're more aware that these children are getting older they're getting smarter they're getting more conscious of things and they're using their actions and words to make you even feel more guilty like they're I, manipulating I think, yeah I think the difference is that before the mom guilt we had was surrounded by the idea of missing moments. I don't want to miss your first laugh. I don't want to miss your first, you know, steps or when you're crawling and all of these things that are very beautiful and they're all these wonderful firsts, but they're generally very romanticized. I realized that that type of mom guilt was triggered by my own thoughts. And once I had control of my thoughts, it was gone. This is triggered by their words, by their Correct. action, by their rejection. And and this is why it's driving me crazy. For me, this kind of mom guilt, when they have more difficult reactions, more complicated circumstances and things that they say or they do, my mom guilt at least goes into like, am I doing the right job here? Am I teaching you what I need to teach you? Am I guiding you, disciplining you enough? Like, if I feel like I'm not doing that, then what is the thing that's blocking like what's between me and doing what I need to do because at the end of the day like as much as it's beautiful to enjoy them and all that cute stuff like our job is to raise them and our job is to educate them and have hopefully a great contribution to society through our children and let them learn to be like my mom always says we raise them to be good adults and it all starts here right like I think this formation of like values and, and ethics it happens now right so like what you have previously said about like the importance of them saying hi to people and understanding that we're not going to dismiss it if they are rude to someone there's like a boundary between being like I'm not going to push you to hug and kiss someone I'm absolutely not going to do that but I am going to reprimand you if you don't say hi and be respectful and it's a lot of work because all the time that we don't spend with them is essentially time that we're not teaching them these things and I think because I deal with this too like We still have our nanny who spends time with Victoria after school while I'm still working. And our nanny, I always joke with her. I tell Miriam, I'm like, you're Victoria's lawyer. Like, Victoria could do no wrong in her eyes. The other day, I kind of had to tell Miriam, I was like, you can't let her talk to you like that. And you need to tell her that that's not okay. And Miriam's like, I know, I just don't want her to cry. I hate to see her cry. And I'm like, no, you're not doing her a favor by being easy on her. 
So it's just tricky. And then the mom guilt, again, I'm like, oh, because I need to spend more time with her. And what am I doing? And it's just tricky. It's very hard. This whole thing is I'm hard. definitely feeling that type of guilt as well when it comes to his behavior. And it is a reflection of, am I not being strict enough? Am I, am I not being present enough? Am I not being... And then my mom's always, I, this is her new thing. You guys never did that. Yeah, I she said it to me I too. I never had to do that with you. I, I don't remember you ever. I can't imagine my sister and I being like, these perfect toddlers, these perfect little girls. I don't know. Maybe there's the same kind of like momnesia. You know, the momnesia that you get yes. uh, of giving birth, like, you know, where you're like, oh, shoot, I'm starting to forget. Like, maybe there's like three major momnesia. This has to be a thing. Like, three major momnesia. Because my mom also says, like, I would much rather you know, take care of this age than a teenager. Da, da, da. And I'm like, maybe it's because teenagers are more present in her mind because that's the last like really tough phase that more she recent, went through. Right. Yeah. But like, she also says the same, like she sees Victoria and she's like, got in. No, you weren't like this. And I'm like, maybe we were. I don't know. But how do you handle when Victoria tells you something like that? Like, what was your initial reaction or emotion? Like, do you kind of like, are you getting used to it when in terms of like minimizing? Getting used like, to the mental abuse? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but understanding or getting more knowledgeable about the fact that this is just her brain reacting to boundaries. Right, right now, I would say that I am in a constant trial and error. Trial and error over and over. Every week, I try something new because as much as, you know, the internet is full of solutions. The internet doesn't know my child, doesn't know me, doesn't know my circumstance. And so I keep trying different things to see which one of them feels better for me and feels better for her. 100% the purest form of gentle parenting is not working for me. Effective. Right? Yeah, it's not effective for me and for Victoria and our specific situation. Maybe if I were a mom that was home all day with her, like maybe we would have a different dynamic, but the dynamic that we have, it's not. You know, that also doesn't mean that like I'm this like authoritative, like whatever. That also doesn't work with me because I notice that if I raise my voice or if I get very like very, very like hard with her, she doubles it. She gets like twice as mad and yells at me even louder and like almost replicates my actions which is something that you read a lot about on the yeah. internet. And so I'm like, okay, noted. This also doesn't work. So this week, what I'm trying is something that I, I God, there's this guy that I follow. I, I think I've DM'd him to you or shared him through text before, but I love, love his parenting advice. And basically like what I'm doing now is instead of, you know, yelling at her or getting upset, getting noticeably upset, I try to just pivot, right? So I'm like, I have to dig to my drama days, right? Because like I was a thespian. We did competition and <laughs> acting and stuff in high school. And so I'll be like, oh my God, do you hear that? There's somebody coming and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I never tried that what? one. I yeah. And like, it's so hilarious because like there have been times where Juan or my mom are like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, don't you see it? And they're like, what? And I'm like, nothing. I'm fine. Just go along with it. Go along with this. But it's helped. Like she gets into it and she's still so I realized like if I tap into imagination if I tap into pretend and all of that I avoid the struggle with her I avoid the really the part of conflict that feels really bad for her and for me because like when I'm telling you that it's bad like it has been as bad as 
me sitting in the shower crying with her because of the argument that we've had while she's also crying and then her like hugging me and saying, mommy, I'm sorry, you know, and then I'm like, great, I made my kid feel like shit and I feel like crap and it's just, that is not the route and it's so hard. So I'm like, I don't want to feel that and I don't want to have my child you know, feel responsible for my emotions. They're not responsible for my emotions. So anyway, the pivot and the imaginative play and the over the top, whatever, is the route that is working best for me. I will caveat that by saying at the end of the day, after a very long day of doing 4,000 things at the same time as we all do, regardless of your life setup, we all do a million things at the same time. It is so hard to dig and find the energy to be like, oh my God, there must be some blah, blah, blah chasing us. Or did you see the squirrel or whatever? It's so hard, but it's worth it because it avoids uglier situations depending on your child's personality. And also, and again, going on to the topic, I guess it also makes you feel less guilty, right? Like if you have some type of control and you have her under, you know, not getting emotional, getting upset, and you also feel like, I feel like it minimizes the guilt. And I don't want to be, you know, it depends on the situation, but it's most of the time, moms are the ones who keep the structure. We are the ones that discipline. We are the ones that keep you going from one thing to the next. You take a shower, you eat now, you go to sleep. It's time to go to sleep. Like it's us. And if you think about it, like that leaves us with very little time to be a fun person. It leaves us with very little time to be the one that makes them laugh. At least in my household, like I'm the structure. I'm the one that keeps everybody going and keeps us in order and and keeps us safe, so to speak. And a lot of times Juan will come in and he's the one that like is laughing and playing with her and chasing her around and whatever. And I'm like, I can be fun too, you know? I just don't have the time because I'm always the one that's keeping us together and keeping the ship going. So if we divide some of that stuff sometimes in a dynamic where, you know, you both live together, etc., then it's a little bit helpful. It's just hard to do, you know, and in my case, Juan is now traveling all the time. And so I'm like, okay, back to just being me. And then I try to be fun, but like, and I, and when I am, she, when I am fun, we have a better time, you know? It's just, it's so hard to do that. It's funny, I'm also struggling with, so I just ordered for like seven brand new books. I realized there's not, we don't have enough Spanish books in the house. They've all disappeared, I know where they are. But, <laughs> you know, I'm telling the dynamic, I want you to read at least like these three books, like three times a day, like twice a day. Like I'm trying to be very strict with the reading um, schedule. And then I start guilting myself, like, man, it should be me. I should be sitting down with my child, reading him every morning, every afternoon. I just don't have the time or the strength or the patience to do it. So I'm struggling a little bit in the guilt of like delegating a lot of the stuff. And, you know, I've always been a huge advocate of getting help and asking for help and kind of like building a village and doing it all. But I do have to admit that I do feel very guilty when I'm delegating things that I know that it should be done by me or that I feel like I could do better, you know, for his own benefit. So that's kind of where I am right now. And I know this is only going to get worse <laughs> because he will go to school. He will have to get more help for schoolwork or someone, you know, to be with him more time but again i guess to to close it off i think we also just start go back to the main points which is our children love us they're obsessed with their mommies we're obsessed with them and i think that has to keep us grounded 
in the grand scheme of things when we're feeling and we're being hard on ourselves, just realizing that whatever and everything that we do is thinking that it's going to benefit them and it's for the best of interest of our children. And that really should just keep us kind of like mom guiltless a little bit for a second. I'm going to say one thing specifically to you because I observe you as a mom, as a professional. I think you also have to acknowledge that everybody's situation is unique. In your life, like your job, for example, your profession, your career, is a very demanding career. You are the face of natural disasters, for example. You are the face that goes, and you said this before in a previous episode, but when everybody runs away, your profession requires you to run in, whether it's to the studio, whether it's to the place where whatever is happening, that is a very demanding thing. And it's also a very honorable job that you do because it is a service to others. And that puts you in a situation where you're gonna have to lean and delegate on your village that you've created. And I think you should find tranquility in the fact that you're making the right decisions and choosing the right people to help you with your child and choosing the right people that are going to give him the stuff that when you are working you can't do but outside of this whole situation you're doing an amazing job and you are exactly what ford needs which is why he was sent to you and that's it i love you you're doing an amazing job and one day when Victoria hears everything she says, she'd be like, I cannot believe I said that because she's going to be just obsessed as you are with your mom because I know you're at your mom's I'm house. I'm so obsessed with my mom. I know. Dad your mom. I know, me too. <laughs> and everyone listening, you're doing an amazing job. I Someone yes. said this and I don't know if someone was responding to being criticized about the way they were mothering and she said, listen, if, if God would have thought you made a better mom to my child, he would have sent him to you but he yeah. sent him to me. You're killing it. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you. Aloha, mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro comunidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Black Hawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. -pa.